Okay, let's go. We're recording? We're recording. All right, do we want to switch off who reads this every time, or? I don't know if it matters. Okay. okay. Did you read it last time? Did I read it last time? I think I read it last time. Okay. This is Burn This Book, a banned books book club where we... Nicole and Eden, read a banned or challenged book each month and discuss its meaning, impact, and censorship to make it more accessible for all readers. This month's book is Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret by Judy Bloom, which was published in 1970 as juvenile fiction. This book has been challenged for two whole decades. Two whole decades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, I've heard a lot about this book, but have not read it until recently and um the cover of the edition i read has like a little text speech bubbles mm-hmm. which for some reason made me angry because <laughs> they didn't have those in the 1970s <laughs> wait did you read it digitally no i read oh. it a physical copy oh that is annoying yeah ew <laughs> ew who published that one i don't know ew Something we found is me and Eden are super picky about font, sizing, and title, and uh, uh, covers. covers. Yeah. Ugh. yeah, we went shopping at our local bookstore to find future books that we'll be reading, and we passed up on several copies <laughs> because we didn't like their covers. Yeah, the covers gave us gross feelings, um, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Um, let's yeah, let's start, book, yeah. yeah, let's start off with a quick summary. We'll just do quick recaps. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, so what I got from this book is the story of a young girl in 1970, coming of age, prepubescent, who is exploring um, her ever-changing, not exploring, but she's um, navigating her ever-changing body while also surprisingly navigating religion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is wild. Yeah, and to build off on that, I I also got, like, learning how to trust herself, uh, Mm -hmm. especially in navigating religion, but also through middle school, and, uh, yeah, what other people say versus what she wants for herself. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. (laughs) Um, The... Something that I really want to talk to Eden about is she told me after she finished reading it, <laughs> she was like, now I'm not going to send my kid to like public school or something. It was like a text message. And I was like, this is, I hadn't even started the book yet. And I was like, what? I was expecting <laughs> it to be like salacious. And it just reminded me of like the watching an, a Brady Bunch episode where like Marsha's talking about wanting to get her period. I'm sure there isn't that episode, but yeah. it felt like that. And I was like, this is what convinced you not to go to... That's not, not to send your me. kid to... Okay, what did convince you? What convinced me was the neighbor girl. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, but I have to deal with girls like that? Okay, let's but... give some background on who this neighbor girl is. Okay, neighbor girl. Forgot her name. I think it's Nancy. Nancy, that's mm-hmm. right. Um, so Nancy is kind of just like a... She feels like a Regina George... A budding Regina George from Mean Girls. And so that's really the number one reason why I would want to not send my kid to public school is because of other kids, right? So 
So this just like further solidified that because yeah. I'm like, I don't want Nancy's in my life or my baby's life. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, thank you. And then like needing to figure out how to navigate the, yeah, that club and everything. Oh my gosh. Okay. So some background on what Eden's <laughs> saying. You. So Nancy is his little neighbor girl. So the story starts up. What's the protagonist's name? I don't even remember. Margaret. Margaret. <laughs> God, it's me, Margaret. So, I, I, it's me, the pro- protagonist. <laughs> so Margaret is this little girl. She She's um, from New York City. Her dad is Jewish. Her mom is Christian. And um, and they, when she's about like 11 years old, mm-hmm. her family moves from the city to New Jersey. And uh, like the first day they're in their new house in New Jersey in the suburbs, this little girl named Nancy comes over. And the image of Nancy I had, if you've seen Bob's Burgers, it's like that one girl who like tries to like make um, Tammy. Yeah, Tammy. It's very Voice Tammy. By, like Jenny, Jenny Slate. Yes. For, I yeah, I think it is Jenny Slate. Oh, mm-hmm. um, where she's just like obsessed with boys, mm-hmm. knows everything, but she actually doesn't know anything. But she like talks mm-hmm. about like bodies and puberty, and she's just like the hot girl on campus. She's in a lot of swimming suits. She's just like this little liar and just kind of like really like. I'm hot. I'm hot. You stay in my group. You do it. And like the first thing she tells Margaret is don't wear socks to school because everyone's going to make fun of you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So then Margaret doesn't wear socks and Margaret's all nervous. And Margaret like starts getting nervous about like not having her period because Nancy's like, you've got to have your period. Everyone's doing it kind of thing. And they have like, she creates this like secret club Nancy does. And Margaret's just like there. And Nancy's like, okay. And, um, she introduces them to this like exercise to get their busts bigger. (laughs) And like, we must, yeah, we must, we must increase our busts. <laughs> and they like chant it with each other like twenty five like, times. Oh, I imagine the exercise more like this, like oh, running, really? running. I was picturing just like chest bumps, yeah, like, over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> but <laughs> it was so cute. Just like that was the part that I really thought was super cute was when Margaret said, like, told she prays to God after every um, yeah chapter after every chapter, and just tells him about or her. Whatever heavenly being. Yep, yep, yep. There might be. Yep. Tells God that, uh... I don't know why we both laughed so hard <laughs> when you said <laughs> Me and Eden are so sexist. <laughs> we think it's funny. Yep, 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 yep. Go on. Um, that... Okay, I just love the idea of, like, an 11-year-old girl just before bed, especially with my exercise of just, like, running in place with just your arms and just going, we must... We must, we must increase our bus. And she says she did did that like 35 times. Uh (laughs) Before before bed. And I thought that was just such a cute image. It's so cute. Yeah. It's so cute. It's like, all of it is like very much like, when I realized that it was written and published in like 1970, I pictured my mom who was born in 1959. So she would have been 11 at that time. And just like those questions for me as an 11 year old in 2000... Five? Uh, uh-huh. Wait. No. 2003? 2003. 2003. Um, as an 11-year-old in 2003, I wasn't that... I wasn't really thinking about my period that much. I wasn't, like, feeling pressure to get my period. I remember... Like, I went to a charter school, and I remember some people had, like... I knew that there was, like... There was a girl that was, like, pretty developed by the time I was in fifth grade. 
and I wasn't, and I've always been kind of small everywhere, and so, um, I don't know, but I remember I got my period in fifth grade, but I didn't, like, none of my friends knew. Yeah. Like, I didn't really, it wasn't like a, it wasn't something I was praying to God about getting my period. Like, it didn't feel like that was, like, the end all, and maybe my family dynamic was different. Maybe other girls have had different experiences, but I couldn't really relate to this story, but I think my mom would have. It just felt very much like white kids in the 70s, Yeah, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Very much, and they played, like, spin the bottle at one point, mm-hmm. and they just kissed each other on the cheeks. Like, just, like, it's just a very much coming of age, like, flirting. First interactions flirting mm-hmm. kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't get what the big deal was with it. Yeah. I have guesses on why it was banned. By how everyone reacted to turning red. That's <laughs> 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 so true. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's just kind of bonkers that this is a challenged book. I Part of me also thinks it might be because there is talk of religion in it, and specifically yeah. that they did cast somewhat of a negative light on the Christian parents who, uh, um, what's that word? Disowned. Cut, disowned yeah. their daughter because she married a, a Jewish man. Yeah. Um, like there's a scene in the book where her grand, her maternal grandparents, who she's never met before, come and visit, mm-hmm. and they like want they all their they they have an agenda to make sure that she gets baptized, mm-hmm. and her nuclear family, her and her parents, are very intent on like not being religiously affiliated just because of the harm it's caused in their marriage, and so they're they really want Margaret to not um, do that and get get involved with religion until she's old enough to make her own mind up and so the book does go through where she's like praying to god and it's always about puberty or kissing or you know just like really silly cute stuff and then she has like this teacher who's young a first year male teacher and they kind of set it up like the teacher's gonna be like a bad guy yeah he's not he's just normal like it was kind of just like a lot of things that could have been climactic that just like fell flat in the book it and was I think literally just a little girl talking about her period the whole yeah. time. <laughs> and and I think it's because uh, that's how a lot of middle schoolers talk about things. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, we have a male teacher? Like, well, I heard this. And I heard yeah. That. And, like, I remember those rumors happening in, in middle school. It's just like, oh, well, this male teacher mm-hmm. is a creep because he, mm-hmm. like, because X, Y, Z. Yeah. But if those were actually true, he wouldn't be working there. <laughs> At least he shouldn't be, yeah. At least he shouldn't be. And, um, I mean, it goes back to, like, how everyone said that Steve from Blue's Clues left because he, like, <laughs> molested children. But he came out, like, a couple years, or maybe, like, last year. Last year, yeah. And he was like, hey, I just went to college. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to do this show anymore. I, I gave it yeah. to my brother because, like, I had the opportunity to go to college. Yeah. And I think that's just, like, a very middle school thing to do is to just make up stories about other people. Yes. And, like, we see that with Laura who in the book who is more uh, physically matured. Everyone just keeps on talking about how she, like, does stuff with boys under the yeah. bleachers. And turns out she's 
pretty religious herself, and she's, like, appalled that people are saying those things mm-hmm. about her. She's so. another classmate. We don't get to know her too much in the book. Not outside of the rumors. Outside of the rumors. Yeah. And I think that's how middle school is, too. I agree with We're you. Just like, oh, we don't really know much except that Philip is the cute boy, and we all want to kiss him. <laughs> but he's kind of a turd, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, like, he's cute, so. But we're, we're supposed to like him. Yeah. And she even goes into that, like, she has, a, she says that she likes Philip because her little secret club. Yeah, makes her say who she likes. But she actually likes this boy named Moose or something. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, there's just, like, I feel like this book, <laughs> 11-year-old Nicole would have loved this book. I would have been like, yes, <laughs> hot goss, yes, my mind, yes, talking to God, yes, all of these things, <laughs> this is me. I get it, this is salacious, this is flirty. Um, As a 29-year-old, almost 30. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of a dumb book that I feel is very of the 1970s era. It's very Brady Bunch to me. Yeah. It's very much like, and then, um, little Jimmy, I saw him at the dance and he winked at me and I didn't know what to do. So I wrote in my journal for three days straight and then my mom made me wear the weird dress and I was so mortified and mm-hmm. then I had pudding at the dinner party mm-hmm. <laughs> and it got on my face and everyone said it was poo. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's very much like, it's just a silly child, like, little girl book with, like, very real feelings in there, but... Mm-hmm. It's not a very mature read. Not very mature. No. And, like, at face value, yeah, it's not much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, like, looking for, like, yeah. really messed up stuff to happen because it's been challenged. But, I, I, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I was framing it like, oh, well, then the male teacher, he's going to do something bad. Yeah. Or, oh, they're really going to come to, like, something with this religion talk. Yeah. It's going to get intense. Or, like... She's going to really kiss a boy. Like, yeah. Like, really kiss him. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing happened. Like, nothing the happened. end, the big the big finale was she got her period. Yep. She got her period. She did, uh, that male teacher did put out an assignment for the whole class that they had to do, like, an experiment mm-hmm. from that time till the end of school. And her experiment to, was to find a religion. Mm-hmm. And at the end, she didn't find one. And she wrote, like, a really heartfelt letter. It's like, hey, like, this didn't work out. Yeah, I went to mass, I went to um, um, synagogue, synagogue. I went to all these places, yeah. and I didn't feel God anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, a point where she does get angry at God. But it's still very, like, it's very wholesome and very childlike. Mm-hmm. Like, her anger is like, I just haven't felt you anywhere. Yeah. Then trying to understand that. And I think... I don't know, even as, a, like, a little Christian girl, I would have loved it. Because mm-hmm. I love reading about other little praying kids because that is a language I understand that's how I I process things is through prayer so it didn't like I wasn't like oh my gosh God must not be real if she couldn't find him but she also ends the book in like a prayer of gratitude and just saying like hey like just to let you know like I got my period and I know you wouldn't miss it for the world so like I'm telling you right now (laughs) so cute so cute (laughs) and just like the even though she feels like she didn't find God, like, she, in her own way, found God. Yeah, it was tender. Yeah. And maybe in the 70s, that was, like, a horror, like, a terrifying thing to have kids be that self-aware or that introspective about big topics like deity. Mm-hmm. And maybe today parents are still afraid of that, but I don't know why. Like, this was clearly a coping mechanism for that little girl in this book. Yeah. This fictional book. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, and I don't know. And I think it really highlights 
um, two young kids how difficult it is. Not necessarily difficult. I didn't get the sense that, like, oh, this is so hard. But maybe at that age I would have. Um, but, like, the the hard work of needing to find answers for yourself versus listening to other people gossip or mm-hmm. thoughts or opinions. Mm-hmm. Like, her parents had opinions on how she should live her life, which is not affiliated. Mm-hmm. Her grandparents had opinions about how their children, mm-hmm. Margaret's parents, should be living their religion. Um Nancy had a lot of opinions. <laughs> a uh, little liar. A little liar. Uh, and like, yeah, every kid at school will have thoughts and opinions about everything and about mm-hmm. everyone. And you just have to navigate that yourself in the way that makes sense to you. Yeah. I think... Because there are answers to no. it. No. It's like, yeah, Nancy's right about this stuff, but she's wrong about that stuff. It's mm-hmm. not, not, not that black and white. Yeah, I think it, it brings me back to what we've talked about with Maurice Sendak, is that, like, this little girl, even though the book was really trivial and silly, um, what her parents were going through, like, she was still a kid very aware of the religious strife that her parents have gone through and the trauma that they still were sitting in, and she was very aware of how to be sensitive to that and not talk to her parents about her little experiments that she was doing with God. And she knew she couldn't tell her parents that she was praying to God because it would hurt them too much because of what they've all gone through. Like, she was so aware of these things at such a young age and trying to navigate them on her own that I think what a gift it would be to, like, if, if you're in a family that's interfaith or, like, or that is has left faith or that doesn't identify with any faith, what a gift this book would be to be, like, yeah, like, this is a real thing, and you're not a bad person for trying to understand it at this age. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it would be, like, very naive to say that kids aren't talking about religion at a young age and trying to navigate God, especially with the way our media is mm-hmm. and our elections have been. And and with how curious kids are yeah. in general. It's yeah. Like kids are... My baby's not talking yet, but eventually... She's curious as heck. Yeah. She'll be asking a lot of questions. (laughs) Oh, you better believe it, if I have anything to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, so why... What, do you have any other points? I don't have anything else to say about this. Oh, um... I just uh, was on Judy Blooms' website, which is so charming and cute. Can you tell me about Judy? Judy, um, there's not... Well... I don't have, like, her whole biography in front of me. I know. But we I do know she did grow up in New Jersey. Oh. Yeah. We have a lot of books on, of her books on our list. hmm So, which is wild Yeah, She's, like, one of the most challenged authors. She and Toni Morrison. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, fascinating. So, we will dig into Judy at another time. This but book just wasn't the book for this that. This book wasn't the book. But go but on. she did have, like, a lot of, she had, like, a whole tab dedicated to censorship on her website. Whoa. Because she is so highly uh-huh. challenged and censored. And she talked about how she got a phone call once, which blows my mind. I was reading David Sedaris's book of diaries, uh-huh. published diaries, and how back with, in phone book days, you could just look up an author that you loved and call them. And he <laughs> would, like, chat with them on the phone, uh, which is brilliant. Um, but anyway, Judy got a phone call. She said, and she heard the other person ask, are you the author who wrote 
are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. And she said, yes, it is. Um, and then the um, caller called Judy a communist for writing it and then hung up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, what on earth? Why? Yeah, I don't know. She's literally just talking about periods. Yeah. And, like, to go from that, I'm also thinking because of somewhat of an anti-Christian possibly sentiment. Um not that I think I don't think that's Judy's stance at all. No, it was just this family. I it's mean, family was it also anti-Jewish then? Yeah, that's what <laughs> So is it anti-Semitic because her other like Margaret's father's Jewish and her grandmother's Jewish and mm-hmm. and also trying to push Yeah, a, trying to push Judaism on her and she didn't want it. Yeah, so it's very strange. But um she I love that she's a communist because of this book. That's yeah. And, and it's like so ironic because um Communism is known for censorship. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like when I, I remember going to like a movie night with some people and we watched a censored version of V for Vendetta. And I'm like, I'm so confused. <laughs> like, are we? <laughs> what what did is... they censor out of it? I think they censor like the, the, I'm trying to remember. Was it like the 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 female prisoners who were their love story? Other? Yeah, the lesbians. Yeah. Hmm. But wasn't that like the turning point where she's like? That's like the whole. That's a <laughs> massive crux <laughs> in the story. Anyway, uh, it's just the irony of censorship. I think is um, lost on several people <laughs> who uh, like to throw the communist word around. Yeah. And jokes on them because if this book wasn't censored or challenged, we would never have read it. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. wouldn't have known it existed. So like, so they so, just made it more popular for us. It did. It did. Yeah, jokes on them. We're actually talking about this book. Yeah, it could have been lost in 1970, and it's 2022, baby, and we're reading. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. And it's there's me a match. movie coming out. There's a movie coming out. Yeah. Who's in it? Uh, I'm not positive, but Rachel Book Adams, I think, is the... Is, Stop! Yes! <laughs> so going back to Regina George, like, <laughs> it all comes... It all comes full, full circle. circle. Oh my gosh, that's really funny. But yeah, I, uh, Judy wrote this one thing on her website that I really liked. She said, Censors don't want children exposed to ideas different from their own. If every individual with an agenda had his or her way, the shelves in the school library would be close to empty. I wish the censors could read the letters kids write. And she quotes a letter. Dear Judy, I don't know where I stand in the world. I don't know who mm. I am. That's why I read to find myself. Elizabeth, age 13. Oh my gosh, that gave me chills. Because I feel that way too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Judy goes on to say, uh, it's not just the books under fire now that worry me. It's the books that will never be written. The books that will never be read. And all due to the fear of censorship. She talks about how censoring comes from fear. Yada yada. Mm-hmm. As always, young readers will be the real losers. Take that out of context and know <laughs> she's <laughs> run with it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's true. Like to if Margaret were a real person, Madge, Madge, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she didn't have this book. Yeah, to, to have, like, the comfort of knowing someone else is navigating through all of these questions and thoughts mm-hmm. would be so comforting. Like, mm-hmm. she had to navigate this by herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me think of, actually, Bless Me Ultima, which we just did. 
And because he also has the exact same questions mm-hmm. um, in that book. Like they're both navigating and tr- seeking to feel God somewhere and therefore some sort of like um, some sort of organization within the chaos of their own lives. Mm-hmm. And I think like I, I think it's such a shame for people to be so afraid of their kids trying to navigate this because once their kids do navigate it, they will have convictions. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. No matter where those convictions lie. Well, actually not no matter where they can lie. Cause <laughs> some convictions are pretty ugly. Um, shouting out to the censorship crew, <laughs> but I think like, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's a, it's a really big shame because Nicole of 11 years old, would have really enjoyed this and really felt kindred spirits with Margaret for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's too bad. That's too, too bad. bad I didn't know about it though. I also looked up a little bit of period history. Mm. They didn't say the word period on national ads until 1985. Wow. This was published in 1970. And then, um, do you think that's why this was censored a lot too? Just because the period talk? Maybe. Because do you want to tell us a little bit about like the turning red thing? Yeah, the turning red thing. Turning red, the the Disney Plus film, the Disney the di- movie, the Disney movie, um, produced and directed by all women, mm-hmm. is about a it's a coming of age story of a young girl who is trying to navigate these strong emotions and the. Well, uh, the metaphor translates to her turning into a giant red panda (laughs) um, and navigating that in her middle school years. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the metaphor there can be a lot of things, like, uh, but the most obvious one is Mm -hmm. periods. Yeah, she just started her period. Just started her period, navigating all the strong emotions that come from... um, all the uh, um, surging hormones (laughs) (laughs) and just all the really cringy teen like preteen stuff that most girls go through so like she most cringy yeah just like drawing um a uh, her crush as a merman (laughs) (laughs) which we've all done which we've all done (laughs) I mean, I remember, yeah, just reading Twilight. That's like a big Just thing. the fact that we read Twilight yeah. is so cringy. And I know, like, Gen Z loves it right now. Yeah. But, like, gosh. So cringy Ugh. and just, yeah. I felt so much shame reading Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't put I, like, it down. under my sheets. <laughs> um, yeah, and just, uh, there's a, a lot of parents up in arms because of, um, it was a mix of period talk, a mix of a child being defiant mm-hmm. um, and disobeying parents, and which is funny because the mother is an example of what happens when you don't defy parents at some point in a healthy way. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, all kids rebel in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
that's just like a, the short of it for. Very good, very good. Yeah. But yeah, so we're seeing that backlash right now for that movie. Yeah. And it's fascinating because I was really surprised that we saw this backlash. And maybe it's because I'm so like progressive when it comes to menstruation. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really interesting, it's really surprising as a woman who men- who like menstruation is every month. Yeah. It's like 90% of my issues every month. And so like. I don't know. I don't know why I'm told I need to keep it secret and be shameful about it. <laughs> it's literally my biology. Yeah. 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 And, like, half the world population goes through it. Also, like, it's a sign of health. Yeah. Well, kind of. But it is, though. Like, and it's not... It's like saying you should feel shame that you have to urinate. Yeah. Like, your body... Like, there's nothing I can do to stop this. This is what it is. And if you're going to make me feel bad about it... It's just so much sexism. It's just so much sexism mm-hmm. making me feel bad that my body does a thing that is necessary to have a child and you don't want to talk about it because it's gross to you. But it's just, once again, yep. whatever. We don't need to get into it today because there will be other days. There will be other days. I remember mm-hmm. coming across a funny meme on uh, Instagram of a woman kind of like with equations floating behind her head and the reading rainbow being yeah. is playing on it and uh the caption was me thinking about how women have periods <laughs> get pregnant uh yeah go through pregnancy go through labor go through childbirth then later go through menopause and men just live their lives <laughs> <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah we need to talk and we about carry it. all of that shame around Things that happen so naturally to us and... Yeah. 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 It's like... And we also don't give away free um, feminine hygiene products in public schools. That's what also kills me. The pink like, tax too. Yeah. And it's expensive. It really is expensive. That's why I started using a menstrual cup is because I was like... I knew that there would come times in my life where I didn't have access to tampons or to buy a tampon. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like... It's such a joke. And also, I'm like... I was reading, I didn't finish looking this up, (laughs) but I was reading that there were like multiple attempts to get some regulation around tampons and the uh, chemicals used in them. Yeah. And they were rejected like all of those times. Mm -hmm. I did not end up finding out whether or not uh, it has been. No, it's crazy. It has been passed or anything. Yeah, it's crazy. The stuff that we as women put in our bodies to keep things um, casual. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, keep telling me about Judy Blume. Oh, that's all I have. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I love Jude's. Um, So why is it? Well, what's your guess at why it would be? (sighs) Okay, my theory, just because I'm learning that Everyone hates anytime anyone talks about religion. So I'm going to guess it's because she doesn't feel God in any of these places. So I feel like probably a lot of Christian groups were pretty against it. That's my theory. And now that we've talked about turning red, I'm probably also because she talks about her period. And they don't want little boys reading about it. Reading about periods. Mm. Um, So my guess is uh, there, it's like, I went pretty specific. So they do mention a playboy in there. 
Oh, yeah. Her dad. That was weird. That was weird. That was definitely a generational thing that I was like, I do not identify with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, at one point, she's like, my dad has Playboys. And she was like, but recently he's not been keeping them, like, out on the kitchen table or something. Yeah. And he's, like, hiding them now that I'm getting older. And I was like, A, he was just having them on display. Like, this was just, like, a normal <laughs> thing in your family that your dad had Playboy. Like, he didn't feel any shame about it. Yeah. But we're supposed to feel shame about our periods. But, um... And then she was like, she grabbed a Playboy to show her friends, or something. I don't know. I don't remember if she ever grabbed it, but like she talked. She about, was supposed to. Yeah, because she was talking about like. So they go. It's very weird. <laughs> they talk about bras later. Mm-hmm. That was so, like, cute. That was cute, and ended up like stuffing her bra for yeah. school dance. And stuff. But <laughs> it's really cute. I think she just referenced the Playboy and sad. because um, she's like, yeah, those are what boobs look like. Yeah. I don't have those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. There was, like, there was just, like, a, a, and the thing about it that was weird for me was, like, there was just such, like, an obvious thing of, like, yeah, my dad has Playboys, and, but he doesn't have them around the house anymore. And, like, the really disturbing thing was, like, she didn't understand why he didn't have them around the house anymore. And, but for me, the real disturbing, I feel like that was, like, what they wanted the disturbing thing to be, but for me, as a human being of 2023, I mean, 2022. (laughs) It was like, what the heck? Why yeah. is he having Playboy magazines everywhere? And, like, this family dynamic is just, like, chill. But, yeah, chill. I think that was, like, pretty common. I, I have Playboy, no idea. It just sounds bad. It just sounds gross. I mean, pre-internet. Yeah. Where else are you? But, like, I would be, can you imagine, like, hey, me and my husband, like, hey, oh, your Playboy yeah. came in. Yeah. Do you, I'll just have it on the counter for you. Yeah, you can know. look over it while we're all sitting, listening to the radio. Because, <laughs> also, this takes place in 1930. <laughs> It doesn't. It's 1970. I just can't picture Mr. Brady, which is my reference point for this whole book. <laughs> I cannot picture Mr. Brady pulling out his Playboy. Mm-hmm. I don't. Did the Brady Bunch go to church? I don't know. I don't know either. Who knows? Maybe we should ban them. Um. And my, yeah. So my other two guesses are period and then general feelings around religion. Okay. As well. Um, all right. So here are a list of some reasons people <laughs> challenged this book. And 1982 was challenged in Alabama and Wisconsin because the book is sexually offensive and amoral. Whoa. And it says here also that in the 70s, like, there was no problem with it. And then in 1980, it became a big deal. And Judy Loom says, it came with the election, the presidential election of 1980. And the next day, I've been told the censors were crawling out of the woodwork and challenging, like, it's our turn now and we're going to say what we don't want our children to read. Fascinating. That is fascinating. Okay. Sexually offensive and amoral. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. We're reading this live. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, it was challenged in Ohio because of the book's two themes of sex and anti-Christian behavior were deemed inappropriate. Profane, immoral, and offensive in Montana. Um, And those are generally it. I wonder, like, the two themes of sex includes period. Mm, Probably. And, like, budding sexuality. Yeah. They're pretty vague charges. Those are super vague. To be honest. And interesting that it wasn't so explicit about religion. Yeah. Yeah, fascinating. That's too bad. Because it's like a very... But honestly, it got us reading it. Mm -hmm. So, thank you. 
Thank you, thank you. Thank you, censors. I'm curious if it was men censoring it or if it was women. That's really, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was, like, a lot of women involved in it. Mm-hmm. But fascinating. I'm going to say stereotypically it probably will be women who, because mm-hmm. they are more involved, involved with yeah. education and, and children. Historically and, and stereotypically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. <laughs> you did say stereotypically, but whoops. I'm not gonna no, you did. Whoops. But I'm not gonna let them them <laughs> take it out of context. The kids are the real losers. <laughs> That's taken out of context. Judy didn't actually mean that. Um yeah, so that was a great, great read. That was thoroughly enjoyed. Highly recommend it. Agreed. If you want to talk about your body. If you want, yeah, it's pretty fun. Um I hope Eden learns that. Even if her kids don't go to public school, there still might be a creepy little neighbor kid yep. that will crawl over the fence <laughs> and talk about her period all the time. Her go daughter. home, Nancy. <laughs> no one wants you here. You're a liar and you're dumb. Um, Eden's a really cool, supportive mom. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we'll figure that out. But uh, our next book, do you want to present that? Yeah. Are we doing Song of Solomon? No, we're doing Huckleberry Finn. Okay. Yeah. You were I just, just been reading Song Okay, okay. Because I couldn't put it down. I'm sorry, but I'm going to reread it. Okay, okay. Okay. Plus, it's not good. Um, the next book we're going to read is The Adventures... Is it... Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> edited. Edit, edit, edit. Okay. Uh, the next book we're going to read is The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the one that we went through the our local bookshop to <laughs> find. The only one that didn't have a gross cover, an annoying or, cover, or, or gross, <laughs> and like bad fonts or um, gems who look like Kanye West. Oh yeah, there was a cover that we'll get into it. But yeah, that was strange. And Huckleberry looked a lot like Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. It was strange. It was strange. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's our next book. Someone's in the wrong. Um, <laughs> could be us. Could, could be, be them. Mark. Don't know. So, yeah. So we look forward to that. So read Huckleberry Finn. All Burn This Book is produced by us, Nicola O'Corin and Eden Wen. Music written by me, Nicola O'Corin, and produced and performed by my dad, Frank.